The car business is rapidly changing and modern car dealers are meeting the demand. I'm Michael Cirillo, and together we're going to explore what it takes to create a thriving dealership and life in the retail automotive industry. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with subject matter experts that are designed to help you grow. This is The Dealer Playbook. My guest today was dubbed by Regis Feldman as the human calculator. He's been featured on The Oprah Winfrey Show, Ellen, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and dozens of other internationally syndicated television programs. He's listed in the Guinness Book of World Records for speed of mental calculation. I've had the pleasure of learning from him on the Clubhouse app. That's where we first connected, although I kind of feel like the early 90s is where we first connected. And I couldn't be more delighted to welcome Scott Flansberg to the Dealer Playbook. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friend. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for giving me a little bit of time to talk about what I'm trying to do here. Oh, my goodness. Well, what you're trying to do, first and foremost, I have to we, we have to draw attention to this hat because you and I just uh, chatted about it. And I noticed when you joined the Zoom call, it was the logo uh, when you joined in before you turned on your video, the Herkimer Originals. Tell, tell me about this, because I think this is tremendous. It's uh, thanks for it, it's so exciting for me. This is just happening in the moment. Uh, our team is practicing tonight. We our first game is next month, October thirtieth, and Herkimer is my hometown. Was where I was born and raised, and I left for the Air Force for six years, and then thirty years as the human calculator. And I came back home a couple of years ago and found this book that said that Herkimer was involved in the origin of basketball, including the first rim, the first net, first game. Uh, I just couldn't believe it because if it was true, why doesn't everybody know this? And so I did the research and we checked, you know, fact checked the book. And I said, holy cow, there's something here. And so I'm going to buy a franchise from the American Basketball Association. It's a minor league basketball league. There's about 180 teams across the country and there's several in this region. And so um, I call, I was playing golf with Alice Cooper, one of my buddies, and he, uh, he knew about the Herkimer story. And as soon as I told him I bought the team, he said, you got to call them the Herkimer Originals because you had the first game, first rim, and so on. And so, and then he did this logo on the scorecard that day. He made the O look like a rim and a net. And so we are the Herkimer Originals. And we're a minor league basketball team. Um, we're going to be playing across the Northeast coming up and uh, starting in October 2021. It's amazing. And I'm having a blast. <laughs> This is incredible. And by the way, for those listening, this is the Alice Cooper. This isn't like that guy that coincidentally is also named Steve Martin or <laughs> like this is the Alice Cooper. Can you how, how did you get connected with him before we get into the, the subject matter? Yep. Uh, 30 years ago, I got invited to play in a golf tournament and he was a celeb in it for a radio station. And we ended up playing together, went in the tournament and We've played, you know, a couple thousand rounds of golf since then. I'm, I'm very honored to have him as a dear friend and uh, runs our Bible study on Wednesday mornings for years. And, you know, just a great grounded guy and a wordsmith. And obviously, if you look into his lyrics and his songs. So um, just an honor to be around the guy. But for him to come up with a name of a team that personifies the situation, just priceless. Yeah, it, it's funny. I've, I've learned a little bit about him. Uh 
I listened to Mike Rowe's podcast the way I heard it, where he tells a story of the preacher's son, which of course it ends up, sorry, spoiler alert, ends up being Alice Cooper. But <laughs> as he was speaking through the story, I'm like, this has got to be Alice Cooper. Like this, and and there it was. And what's funny is, I mean, all of the like, you know, on stage persona and demonic and like the blood and the ripping cats heads off, like all this kind of weird <laughs> stuff. But from what I have learned, the most genuine, caring, kind, soft person you might ever yeah. meet. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable human, unbelievable family. Um, they start, uh, Alice and his wife, Cheryl started a foundation called solid rock foundation and they help teenagers get into better places, stay out of trouble, uh, wow. become part of a cool group. Uh, it's just amazing. They've got one in Phoenix and now in Mesa, Arizona and going to start opening up more. So yeah, it's an amazing guy. So yeah, not, the, it, it, you know, I don't want to talk about him. I'm just kidding. But uh, just that he came up with this name, <laughs> I could, you know, you know how it is. I could have paid a PR team a million dollars over five years and they wouldn't have come up with maybe the, the uh, any better name. So yeah, it's very exciting. So that's what I'm working on now, but I have been the human calculator for 30 years. So um, speaking of the performing. human calculator though, how, how quickly after he came up with the name or the logo, were you like, Yes. Well, of course this makes sense. Originals has nine letters. It blew me away and I pointed it out to him immediately. But to be honest with you, when he first came up with the name, I wasn't convinced because just so you know, I'm all about the number nine, as you know. And oddly enough, 130 years ago at the first basketball game ever in Herkimer, New York, February 7th, 1891, the name of the team was called the Herkimer YMCA Nine because it was a baseball team that was playing basketball. And so that it was my hometown and my favorite number. I was going to call them the Herkimer nine to, to, you know, pay, pay respect to that original team in Herkimer 130 years ago that was celebrated in the Naismith Memorial basketball hall of fame in 1992 at the 100 year anniversary of basketball. So yeah, it's just all come together. Crazy. This is, this is insane. Let's talk about this human calculator thing, because I, I mentioned it in my intro of you. My first interaction with Scott Flansburg was this buff, mulleted, really, I mean, and, and by the way, all the style that I remember is back in style. Um, this, might, this must have been like early 90s. I want to say you're, you're standing in front of kind of an audience of children. I want to say this was like an infomercial or something. I don't remember actually how I came across this, but you're standing in front of a group of kids and you're teaching them. They, they've all got calculators. Um, and I remember this because there's a little boy that <laughs> in the video that you ask a question to about coming up with some random three digit number and he freezes. And I remember I froze. Like I identified with this little boy because I'm like, if I was put on the spot like that, I wouldn't be able to come up with the number either. Um, and, but you were teaching them about how to calculate cubed and constants and, and just different things. And I was so fascinated by it and, and don't think I understood the implication of this is not just math. This is language. And this is like, th this is more about mental capacity. I don't think I understood the impact on mental, what you're really, uh, what I'm taking from it is teaching the importance of one's mental capacity and the, the limitless nature of it. 
But let's talk about the math thing first for those that may not be familiar. I don't see how this is possible at this point in the game. But for those that may not be familiar with you as the human calculator, first and foremost, how did this all come together? How did you become the human calculator? Yeah, that infomercial you were referring to, Michael, is um, Mike Levy's Amazing Discoveries infomercial. Yes. Coogie sweater and Mike was an amazing guy and that thing aired for several years. Um, and it was right when I first got started, infomercials were a new thing. Uh, it was really an amazing opportunity and experience. Uh, then they, then I started doing home shopping and all that, but, uh, I, I was serving in the air force in Japan and my supervisor's son failed math and I helped him out. And a few days later, his teacher called and said, what are you, who are you? And what are you showing this kid? And so I went into the school and um, after Japan, I went to Alabama and I started visiting schools in Alabama. And um, it was just a dream come true to have a God-given ability to be able to crunch numbers, but more importantly, um, to figure out a way to share it in a way that kids could understand. Um, especially since it's the most complex subject that they deal with or could be considered that. Um, so uh, that was, I got out of the Air Force in 88 and started visiting schools. And I've been on the road for over 33 years now. I got to perform for President Obama's children, the Clinton family, the wow. Bush family, um, royalty around the world, and some of the worst schools and best schools around the world. Um, served as a chairman, uh, spokesman for an event. Um, called World Maths Day. And every year I would go visiting all the winning schools from around the world. And so just just uh, all about numeracy, Michael. I really, it's not about mental math. It, it is, um, but numeracy is what I call it. It just seems like it's become socially accepted to be bad at math. But if you were illiterate, you wouldn't open up your podcast and say, hey, man, I'm, you know, I can't read, but let's see what we can get done here. I mean, in numeracy, is illiteracy with numbers. And so my mission is to eliminate that, to make it feel like numbers and basic arithmetic are common sense in everyday life. So that's the role of the human calculator. Yeah. I, I love this because like you said, it's even just listening to you on clubhouse, it's sparked different types of conversations with my children around math where, you know, my 12 year old, as you know, because you so graciously gave us access to your system for us to check it out. And he loved that. And he's just jaw dropped even in the first few videos, um, which is a real testament to how well thought out, you know, your material is, but it's changed the way we, we speak because now they know if he ever says, I just don't understand this. It allows us to kind of approach it from a different angle and say, well, that that's the, that's the whole point is that we may not understand it now, but we can understand it. And he goes, yeah, I can, I can get to a place where I can understand this. Whereas to your point, I even know going through school, frustrated parents who couldn't perhaps articulate how to do math or figure it out to me, they just kind of understood it, but they couldn't. And, and so here I go through school thinking, well, I'm just bad. I just don't get it. I just don't know. And the far reaching implication of that on what it did to me as an adult of like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I'm not good at, I'm not good at. And I think we see that all over the place. I mean, you've spoken on stages all literally all over the place. 
to corporations um, all over the world, Fortune 500s, Fortune 100s even. Do you sense that across the board with even working professionals where they've adopted this, oh, but it's, I can't, or I don't have the ability or my capacity isn't there? Absolutely. It's all around us. And it's not just with numbers. We all deal with different things. I mean, I, I tried out for chorus and fourth grade and I was asked to please leave the stage immediately. So, you know, uh, you get scarred for life. You know, I don't think I'm a singer. So you know, when it comes to, when it comes to mental math, you know, that's the most complex thing students are put in front of. But you know, the thing for me is that as you, I'm sure you noticed with your son going through my stuff is not to slam anybody, but just the way it is, is the way we introduce basic arithmetic to students is through memorization. You've done it to your kids. Your teachers have done it to your kids where it's like, Hey, three and three is six. Just deal with it. Four and four is it. Memorize it. You know, eventually you get used to counting things. So, you know, it's real, but you're just memorizing. And that scares me twice because math doesn't need memorization because math is logical. You shouldn't have to memorize it. It should make sense. It's Mm -hmm. logical. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is, is that when kids go through that, now they're using memory to memorize math. Who gave them a class on how to memorize large sets of data? Nobody. These are little kids. Right. They, don't, they don't know how to memorize a bunch of data that you're throwing at them. Yeah. So now you're having them use a different skill set that has nothing to do with where you're trying to teach them. So it's a, the worst way to get started when it comes to numbers. So that's why I call my stuff. My, my, my stuff begins with chapter zero because zero is the first number. And when you turn on a calculator, it always starts at zero and all these amazing things happen when all you do differently is count zero. Everything I've done, all my books, my videos, the number grid, zero to 99, the matrix, all these things are because I count zero. Even the new calendar I invented the only difference is it counts zero. And so zero counts, zero matters. And when we learn to go like this, instead of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, because we got 10 fingers human design, but numbers aren't one through 10. If you look at your calculator on your phone or anywhere, there's no 10 on a calculator. It's zero through nine. So we got to learn to think like this. It's 10 fingers, 10 digits, zero, one, two, three, four five, six, seven, eight, nine. And nine is the biggest digit. And the secret to numbers is everything, every number higher than nine goes back to the number nine. It adds down to the number nine. So your son is, was 11 when I met him, right? So 11, <laughs> one plus one is two. 11 take away two is nine. This works for every number to infinity. You just write down your age, add up the digits and put that total underneath your age. And then subtract. So if you're 40, you would take away four. Now you get an answer. In that case, it's 36. And that answer, I promise you, will be a two-digit number that adds up to nine. And this simple exercise not only, not only works for every number from 10 to infinity, but it will teach our students their basic math facts. Because now when you got your son in the car and you're driving along, Michael, and you see a speed limit sign, and it says 55, your son or daughter should be able to say to you, 55, five plus five is 10. 55 minus 10 is 45. And that answer, 45, four plus five adds up to nine. Every kid on the planet earth should be able to do this by the time they're nine years old. So then the year they're nine, every number they see for that whole year 
will go back to their age, the number nine. It'll make them feel like every number is their friend. So that's my mission is to reach every nine-year-old about the number nine. Yeah, I think, and it's just still mind-blowing to me because I think I was 38 when we met on Clubhouse. And I was 38. like, what? <laughs> Three plus eight is 11. Yeah. 38, take away 11 <laughs> is 27. Two and seven is nine. It's It blew my mind. And now here's this even weirder, Michael. I don't know if we've ever connected the dots here, but I didn't know that. I didn't learn that as a kid. I'm the fastest number cruncher in the world, fastest human calculator for 20 years in the Guinness Book of World Records. I didn't know that. I discovered that by accident on 9-9-99, September 9th, 1999, because we were getting ready to all die from Y2K. <laughs> and so I was inspired to come up with a calendar to save us from this crazy Roman calendar that was going to blow up the computers. And so I happened to be playing golf that morning with Alice Cooper on 9999 and on the 18th green alice said to me hey 18 one plus eight is nine today's nine nine ninety nine how come 18 adds up to nine and i said coop that's easy any number times nine the answer adds up to nine like three times nine is 27 two and seven is nine four times nine 36, three and six is nine. He goes, okay, I don't care. And I remember driving home <laughs> thinking about this and I'm going, why doesn't anybody care that that works? And I got home and I looked <coughs> at my new calendar I invented to save us from Y2K. It's a 13 month calendar. And I looked at the number 13. And for some reason, my brain did one plus three is four. 13 minus four is nine. And I just thought that was the weirdest coincidence ever. And then I tried it with 11 and 12, 10, 15, 20. It just kept working. And so that's the day I noticed that on 9999. Now, for those that are listening, none of this is pre planned. You know me, I don't have a set list of questions. Scott has said several times now, you, you've, you've said you're the fastest number cruncher. You've now given us an example of how everything leads back to nine. But is there a way over audio? that we can demonstrate unplanned how fast, in fact, your brain actually moves around. What, what do we call it now? Numer how numerous your, your brain is? Well, my, num my numeracy levels. Um, so, uh, can I Guinness pull out World, my calculator? Yeah, my Guinness World Record is for racing a calculator for 15 seconds. So on your calculator, go ahead and clear it. And just to give you an example, punch in five plus five. Five plus five. And you know it's going to say 10. Right. But now, don't do it yet. But if you were to hit equals again, what do you think the calculator would come up with? I don't know. Nobody knows. So hit equals. What does it give you? So if I go 5 plus 5 equals. Equals. And now hit equals again. What yeah, does it do? 15. It should add 5 more. Right. So hit equals again. And you just keep hitting equals. It should count by that number. So you did five plus five right. equals, 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 and it keeps counting. I could do that with any number. So the Guinness folks chose a random number for me to count by for 15 seconds, racing the fastest accountant in the world that could use a 10-key calculator. So they chose 38. So she had to go 38 plus, 38 plus, 38 plus, 38 plus, as fast as she could. Right. And I had to count by 38 out loud for 15 seconds. So to make it easier for you to check me, you don't have to do all that. You just have to hit equals as I keep saying the next answer. Okay. So clear your calculator. Okay. And now don't even tell me the number. Don't even show it to me. Don't let me see it. Make it top secret. 
Okay. Pick a two-digit number you want me to count by and punch it in. Don't tell me what it is yet. Okay. And then hit the plus sign yep. and then the same two-digit number. Yep. And now hit equals. And you're going to tell me the number you picked to begin with, the two-digit number. And I'm going to start counting by that number. And you hit equals each time that I say the next answer, okay? I'm ready when you are. Okay. And I'm going to close my eyes so you know I'm not cheating. Okay. So I tell you the, fir- the original number? Yep. 75. Oh, that's too easy. Ends oh, in a right. five, Michael. Anybody could do that okay, one. Make let's it do... tough. Something you couldn't do. Okay, let's do... Uh... Don't say it out loud. Shoot. Punch it in. So like, you know, 86, 73, something crazy. Yeah, we're going to do... And then uh... plus the same two-digit number and hit equals. And you're going to tell me that initial two-digit number, and I'll start counting by it, and you just keep hitting equals as I okay, go. Okay, it's 46. I'm ready. 92... 138, 184, 230, 276, 322, 368, 414, 460, 506, 552, 598, 644, 6907, 3678, 2887, 492, 9661, 1104, 1150, 1105, 1196, Sorcery. Right? Yeah, that's freaky. You actually started going faster than I could hit equals. Well, another Alice Cooper thing. I was performing at his daughter's school and I did that and I just go nuts. I go fast. And at the end of the show, Alice goes, Hey, your show's great, but there's one thing you got to change. He goes, when they ask you to count by the number, do the first five slow, let them see what you're doing. Next five, go a little faster. Next five, go fast, then go crazy. And they'll know what you're doing. Transform, transform my entire presentation the way people understood what I was doing, the reaction from the students. It's just the theater of it. And so I could always do that. I didn't know I could do it. I discovered it when I was 12, but Alice helped me figure out a way to present it in a way that made sense to kids. I'm thinking about how to flip the switch and something you said earlier that we learn math from perhaps the wrong side of the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess you know, what comes to my mind is, well, if we learn to tap into the appropriate side of our brain for the task at hand, how really it's like that, that Bradley Cooper movie limitless. I think it's called where he's just like, you know, I I understand this and I understand. And I think about how understanding really in my thought process as of current is kind of the pinnacle of learning. Like when you understand something, and you understand numbers and you understand all of this kind of stuff. You're not thinking, at least it doesn't seem like you're thinking about it anymore. Whether it's students in school or professionals in the workplace, I can't help but think that we're often completing our day-to-day tasks from a vantage point that we thought was right, but maybe we're not even tapping into the right part of our brain in your opinion, from your vantage point, Scott, how do you flip the switch on that so that I, we start exercising the right muscle? Yeah, specifically for this, what I'm doing is with the nine pattern, I believe that's the power button to the calculator in our minds. Uh, it's been proven that there's a spot here in our uh, right here, right left uh, temple area called Area 44. It's Broman's area. And I was on a television show called Stan Lee's Superhumans. Um, season one, episode one, it was a dream come true. Got to meet Stan and they took me to a neurobiological research center to watch my brain as I did my world record. And that's where I discovered that my area 44 is four times as large as normal. And so his first thought was I either 
you know, there, there's only a couple of things you could do, but one of them potentially would be, am I exercising this muscle that maybe most people aren't tapping into? Because like you said, they're trying to do math through their memory instead of through this area 44 where movement is captured in the brain. So uh, yeah, I think there's something to that too. So it's just weird though, that Regis called me the human calculator. I didn't come up with that. And that now I believe I've discovered a number pattern that'll make everybody feel like a human calculator. So now I promise you with your, not with your, with your children, if they can't do make numbers go back to nine, it's an easy diagnostic tool for you and or your teachers to find the gaps in that child's education from the previous years. Mm-hmm. And this pattern fills that gap in. How often do you see math? I remember I was, my wife and I were in a Walmart one evening and I had told you about my fascination around the number seven eleven because I see it everywhere. I can't escape it. Uh, I, it follows me across time. I don't think the, the DPB listeners actually know this. So I'll give you the 10 second too long. Didn't listen version. Basically Take seven to 11 seconds. That's right. Seven to 11. That's right. So one day I wake up at seven eleven in the morning. That's when I looked at the clock. And then from, and this must be five, six years ago. Now, anytime, like I, I might randomly just like, you know, pick up my phone and look at it and it's seven eleven. But then it started to go further where not only was I just randomly, like my internal clock had reset to seven eleven. it was following me everywhere. I would go to the airport and I'd be sitting at gate 92 and they would announce a gate change to gate 71 and the <laughs> it flights delayed till 7-Eleven. And, you, you know, my wife says that in my heavier days, because I loved Slurpees and 7-Eleven and that's when, the, you know, July 11th is when they give away free Slurpees and blah, blah. So I just like <laughs> subconsciously. But then I, I noticed, Scott, it started following me through time zones. I speak at an event in Australia, and the 7-Eleven thing was following me. So we're in a Walmart, um, and I see, I, I walk around this corner, and there's two price signs kind of perpendicular to each other. And one price is 7, and then the price on the kiosk in front of it is 11. But the way I saw it was 7-Eleven. So I, I take that picture, and I message you. And I said, it's following me. And you immediately said, yes. And also the word clearance is nine letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And 7-Eleven, seven plus one plus one is nine. <clears throat> uh, and this is called number fascination. Um, I'm obsessed with the number nine, obviously. So I can find it anywhere, anytime. But that's not me. That's everybody. That just shows you how powerful our minds are when we choose to focus. Most of the time we're guessing. We're not laser focused with a plan or mission. So the same thing with this. If that's just your number, 7-Eleven, you're going to find it. And I challenge people that have this experience to pick a new number for a week and just go crazy on it. Like 23, Jim Carrey did a movie, Jim, you know, with 23. You'll find 23. It has been around you your whole life. Every second of every day, you just didn't notice it. Right. Just like the rest of them. So uh, don't get lost. You know, I've, I've gone down some rabbit holes. I would suggest for people not to go down. <laughs> you know, they're nice and all nice community, but just, you know, stay above ground for most of that. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's it, the, the key is what you just said. It's about where you focus. 
And I can't help but think, and this is why I think you're, you're just so tremendous as you've chosen to help people focus on numbers. Yes, but their inner potential and that they are more, I think this is what just resonates, Scott. I, I, I feel your spirit and, and your goodness and your mission to help, you know, these little human beings who are still developing and who are still curious shape a vastly more powerful and different future for themselves. And I think, you know, to me, man, my, my, that's got my heart. I, I believe so deeply in that, but also for those listening, um, this might be the first episode I encourage you to have your children listen to, but also I hope that you're applying it to the context of your circumstances, because to me, the message here is you are powerful, not you can be powerful or you might've been, you are powerful. Scott is the human calculator. You might be the human, whatever, like Glenn Lundy, the connector Supreme somehow brings the world, (laughs) you know, like each of us have this superpower. And, and if we could focus more on that, imagine what the world would look like. So Scott, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. How can those listening get in touch with you? And of course I want them to be following the Herkimer originals. How do, how do we do this? Thank you for asking. Thanks for all the kind words, Michael. Um, uh, Herkimer, uh, Herkimer nine.com Herkimer um, Herkimer originals.com. And the math stuff is human calculator.com. Um, we're trying to revitalize our village of Herkimer. So any support would be greatly appreciated. We're a nonprofit 501 C three trying to revitalize this village that has been decimated over the past 50 years and has this amazing story to tell that is going to be an expensive project, but I'm in it cause it's my hometown. So I'm going to stick around and get it done. Um, OGs. Hey, just pick up a hat that, you know, we're the Herkimer OGs, the originals. Um, I'm just having fun with this, Michael. We're going to tour across the Northeast playing basketball. I mean, come on. That's, that's yeah, great. That's so, great. Uh, and I'm just, and, and my event coming out next is the National Counting Bee. It's like a spelling bee, but it's a counting bee. So schools can go to countingbee.org and download the rules for everything's free. Uh, and we'll have the contest next spring. Amazing. Thanks so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook Podcast. Thank you, Michael. I'm Michael Cirillo, and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. Thanks for listening.